and welcome to Sounds from the Underground. No, this is not a Girls Aloud tribute. It's an alternative look running a business. That's real talk on business life and none of your polished rose-tinted nonsense. This is true froms from the inside. Hello and welcome back to Sounds from the Underground. Another episode hosted by myself, Hannah Lati Hazani, with my big hoop attitude. <laughs> Marisha Reynolds. Hey. And Laura Wellington. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about other um, and not fitting in the box, which for me has been a, a literal thing my whole life. Um, the other box has um, always played on my mind because I've never found another one like me. Um, <laughs> from I've never found anybody else who's got um, a Chinese Mauritian background. Um, so for me, I've always had to tick the other box. Um, there's never been a, a kind of place that I, I fit in with the, with the form filling. But I also, when I, when I mentioned this to Laura, um, we also realised that it, there's an all-round issue in not fitting in the box because as female entrepreneurs, <laughs> um, business owners, we're, there's not a lot of us. Um, and me, I was just saying, as a, a female agency owner, I can't really name another female agency owner. I can name a couple that are co-owners. Um, so in a lot of ways... Um, you can be the other. And for me, I really want to have a discussion around finding a space, like finding your own space, finding the platform, finding your identity, um, personally and professionally. Um, because I think a lot of us don't fit into a neatly priced box. And when things are going on, you're kind of trying to find like, well, where, where do I fit in in the conversation? Where do, which group should I align myself with? And actually, maybe you don't. You just be unique, just be you. Um, so this conversation is around the other. I thought you were going to say that. Just you do you, boo. Just you. Martin, <laughs> Martin Farris-Smith loves to drop just you, you, boo. And that has been the ending of a lot of glugs. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I saw a post recently um, about a mixed race kid growing up that was actually on the Ingle Company um, profile. And it was talking about as a mum, having a mixed race child growing up, um, what that child felt like growing up when... Your identity is completely unique. Um, you you don't you can't subscribe to the same group as your mum or your dad, and they're trying to manage bringing you up. And definitely for me as a kid in the eighties, there weren't any of when any of the books that there are. There weren't any of the resources. There's some great books and resources now about mm. you know just finding yourself and being comfortable. In the eighties, this did not exist, and especially me being lifted from um, Kent. Uh, Dartford, Dartford Bridge Crew, um, <laughs> being lifted from Ken. Shout to, out to the crew. Shout out to, shout out to the, to the, uh, <laughs> the M25 crew. Um, being lifted from Dartford <laughs> and moved across to Penang, Malaysia um, very early on, living with my completely Chinese family when I definitely don't look like them and my surname, Hosani, doesn't really resonate with that either. Um there wasn't anything to kind of tell me like, okay, who, who, who am I like? Why, like, where's my place in all this? What, what kind of route do I go down? So I think for me, I was always brought up very Chinese and what I've been trying to do recently is reconnect with my more Indian roots. Um, because my surname is, is, um, an Indian surname and I don't really know much about that. So that kind of led me down this path of like thinking about myself. I've always kind of thought of myself as like, an endangered species because there's not another <laughs> Hannah Hosani that's half Chinese and half Mauritian. And if anybody out there is half Chinese and half Mauritian, please let me know. We could form a small club or start a forum. <laughs> 
Um, very tiny forum. Very, t- <laughs> very tiny plates. Yeah, they might, but they, you don't know. Maybe they're tall. Maybe there's a lot that maybe, you never know. Maybe because I'm more like, I think I'm more Chinese, so I'm more short. Yeah. But maybe the other I person wasn't even on tall. About, wasn't even on about your height. Know, you keep saying fit into a box. I'm like, well, I could fit in a box. <laughs> I'd be Stand a very by. cute little box. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing about, I think there's a lot more resource, but you know, for me, like going through the ages, trying to find my identity, I think is it's definitely been a challenge and it's not something I particularly addressed until more recent times when I was thinking, well, there's a lot of conversations going on right now and I don't know really how, if I should be making my own conversation or how do I fit into other conversations? Mm. Um, and obviously, being when you start to run your own business, you get invited to be on a lot of panels and I get invited on these panels to be a female female entrepreneur panel and I think, what? I don't really think about it. I don't think that I'm a woman in business. I just think I'm a person in business trying Mm. to survive like every other person. Mm. Um, So that was kind of like my thinking about, I don't know, right? Like what space do I fit into? I feel like I have my own identity, but I don't know in what ways I should support other people that are struggling to find their identities. Um, So that's kind of where my head's at. Uh, Marisha, in terms of being unique, you are a very unique individual. <laughs> I know there that. is not another Marisha Reynolds. Thank you, there's not, not another Marisha because no one can spell it for starters. <laughs> <laughs> this is to be very honest, true. The name is There's maybe one or two that I have got slightly the e. Does the I come for the E? Like every time I write I it. Uh, it's like the C. Yeah. Yeah. Marisha. I love it. Like that's the thing. Like when you one unique part of you is no one can spell your name because <laughs> Marisha's not a name. It's Misha. <laughs> Misha, Misha, Misha Me. There's all sorts of things. It's got a lot of avenues. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it has, yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got quite a bit of unique. So for, for when Marisha and I originally met, we were women in telco. Women in telco. That's which it. is quite that's a, like a unicorn thing as well. Also, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. There ain't a lot of other mm. women in that space. I wondered about that. So no, I'm going to let you talk and I'm going to ask you a question about that. <laughs> no, you're not. What? Yeah. You're going to ask me the question? No, no, you can't. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of um, difficult, I guess, to not touch on the whole, you know, ethnicity kind of space when we're talking about other. And I second that in as much as, you know, there's not the, res- when, you know, growing up in the 80s, there wasn't resource. There wasn't even the makeup colours that we have now, you know, 15 million different versions of foundation where it was either, you know, black or orange or white. And that's kind of it. I'm medium orange. <laughs> you know, and we all looked shit, let's face it. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever colour. Um, so yeah, so there is all of that, and the you know where where do you fit, and how do you move forward, and, and for the for the purpose you know. of radio because they can't see your your oh, lovely yeah, face. Brown, I? brown, brown. <laughs> Marisha's heritage is. I'm a Jamaican dad, uh, and an English. Which, what's mom. your dad's name? Oh, his name Come is on. Ca- Casanova. Oh my god, I love is, it. That is Casanova. Yeah, Casanova. We've got some interesting names he's in the got, family. He's uh, got some big hoop personality. <laughs> yeah. <isn't> <laughs> No, he's not. He's absolutely not. It is pure, chill, laid out motherfucker. You know, it's cool as fuck. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so that's another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that whole name. I should sing um, a song now. Dancing and not earring, And in terms of, yeah, identity and fitting in, I, I've never really, yeah, again, never really kind of thought about it because I am, look at, luckily enough, you know, whether you like it or not, I guess I grew up in Leicester. I'm from Leicester and it's very multicultural anyway. So 
it wasn't as much as finding something or a place to fit. It just kind of happened. I was around lots of different people, lots of different places, mm. um, with lots of different, you know, jobs, roles, all sorts. Yeah, it was all there, so fine. Um, but in terms of how I ended up doing what I do, I think um, the the fit in stuff actually started, I guess, at school in um, a, in that kind of where your interests lie as opposed to anything else. So actually I was, you know, fairly gifted, I guess, in being able to pick up things in terms of science and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and then there's the, oh, but if you're into that, then you're not cool. So where do you fit there? And it's like, are you in with the cool kids or are you in with the nurse? So there's that whole conversation of being at school and, you know, college and all of that kind of stuff. I sit firmly in the middle. I can speak to either side. Absolutely I'm good with that. that. you know and then it goes into uh, some other things as well in you know then what happens and you know job wise I guess I I fell into telco it's as simple as that you know it's I've always been involved in customer service um, types of roles and operations types of roles and and that's where it led me I thought telco would be quite a kind of white male-dominated world. Absolutely. Correct. I think we were in a very unique situation because we worked for a company called Diva, run by a woman, Mm -hmm. um, and there were, it was, you know, there was myself and Marisha there. So that's very unusual. Yeah. The majority of events we went to, you know, know, is very... And still. Yeah, and still still when we go to to telecom events. I think with that, I mean, that whole, the Diva thing in that that space is is also interesting for me because the MD there she firmly um she was a a a ladies lady if that makes sense you know she was into females and into female company Mm. and all of that kind of stuff which I I'm not in all honesty Mm. you know and and I think that's why so she was always embracing of other women uh, and females uh, in that kind of space (laughs) you know um Whereas I'm, I'm, yeah, kind of the other way. So, yeah, that's a, an interesting thing, really. But it's very white, male, middle-aged, let's wear a uh, blue shirt, uh, brown shoes yeah. scenario. I think what's strange as well is I, I don't think you purposefully ever realise. I think you always get into these situations and then, <laughs> you see, because, like, before I went to Diva, I went, I was in financial services when I started, which is very male-dominated. I was probably the only female in that team. Mm. And then I went into engineering and I worked for a lift company in Bradford where I was definitely the youngest person and I was female. And then I went into telecom. So I've always been in a space of my own. Yeah. So mm. I, that's what I find I've never really thought about, which no. about other anything else but being in this other box on my own because mm. I've always picked those jobs. But what I did object to, as I think Marisha will agree, is being selected as before a trophy you know because oh mm. I'm a female mm. and I'm a minority I've got come from a very unique ethnic minority mm-hmm. background as we've as I've said and I don't want to be selected for things to be on a panel or to, to get that to job because that of that yeah which only really came into play in the later stages of my career and yeah. I thought am, am I getting this because because I'm I'm unique in that way as opposed to being unique from my bubbly personality <laughs> and my brain <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm obviously my brain. Yeah. Obs. Yeah. So that's a, it's a, yeah, I think that's something, it's a strange thing to now be considering, but I'm also very keen to make sure that people coming up 
Um, one thing I learned working on empowering women is um, Natasha said to me, people will only aspire, aspire quicker if they've got something to look up to. Yeah. If there's a role model, if there's a person in leadership that looks a bit like them. And that's mm. what I thought. Actually, when I look up, there isn't anybody that looks, yeah. looks like me. And I was fine for that. But maybe there are other people. Yeah younger than us, mm. that are looking up to us yeah. or looking for us. Well, that's the reason why, for me, the kind of other is I work in, well, obviously I work with public sector, private sector, property developers, but is generally quite a white male world. Mm. And um, and also I'm a very independent voice. I want to see change, positive disruptor, and a lot of people kind of just, yes, 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 yes. Like, we'll go along, we'll get funding, we'll do whatever. But then nothing changes if you don't push back. So my other was kind of fiery Welsh. Also kind of a brain that kind of is a bit city planner, a bit placemaker, creative, design thinker. Whereas in those worlds are all kind of very black and white mm. worlds. And it's always this way or, you know, it's not necessarily about disruption. And so that was my thing. But then also the, I started falling into like, uh, somebody once I went to a meeting and I had like my Nike disco trainers on and a, like a nice top. And then someone was kind of like, oh, well, if you wear a suit, then you'll get invited to the table. And I thought, F you, like, what you ridiculous can't, you know, you, you're like, but like, whatever, or I'll just pave my way. And obviously I've talked about the yellow hair story before. But I think also that it's the... <laughs> the only female leaders you see like if you think about in your head from uh, like from like people like, who are like so off the wall kook like kooky or a bit like kind of Vivian Westwood or mm -hmm. you know like yeah. but you don't I think as well I was talking to somebody the other day how people are getting braver in color and and all those kind of things and actually the younger ones coming underneath us are dyeing their hair all kinds mm -hmm. of colors and so you should be I think it's good to be it's good to be another, but I think I've not embraced my other yes. until recently. Yeah. And I think that's been a kind of, I think, again, that's age, I think. But I think, yeah, I think so. yeah. a lot of it is to do with age. And but what I would like to see is I would like to see younger people striking up because you never, you never improve if you don't make that mistake. Yeah. You should never be scared to make that mistake. And my God, I've made a lot of mistakes and some very publicly as well, but <laughs> I wouldn't be comfortable to be myself now. And that's kind of, why I say I'm like unapolog unapologetic for how I am now, as long as I'm not being mean. And, you know, that's why I have people around me that will say, look, you're being a dick yeah. for that. But I want younger people to be more like that, to be able to embrace that. Yeah. And, you know, dye their hair and not think, oh, if I dye my hair now, I'm not yeah, going to get fun, a job. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into a management position. Yeah. I'm not going to get into a position where I can make changes. If I want to do that, I can be quirky when I'm young. Yeah. But then I've got to tone it all down. Yeah. And that's when you lose your fire. A lot of people say when they're like with my hair, a lot of people say that, oh, when I was younger, but then now I've done this. But somebody was telling me the story uh, the other day about a, a really high up judge who's got blue hair. And I was like, yes like that is like amazing don't you think it's so nuts to think oh right from what i'm wearing from what color my hair is from what fact i go into meetings and trainers that has a knock-on effect to yeah. how people but i think also you have to you have to put yourself in the as others we have to put we are doing the groundwork for the ones coming like be up, yeah. be up behind not behind because that sounds patronizing as fuck after. but after not after because we're not going anywhere <laughs> but you know what i mean like where 
if you don't change, if we don't be the ones that make ourselves feel really uncomfortable, then nothing will change. So we have to do those things for the next generation coming through to kind of know that they've got a place at the table. That is 100% what I what I think. You yeah. can sum it up any better. It's like, we have to do these things now. And I think that's what I realised definitely in, just really in the last few weeks is that I have to do these things now. I can't just, I've been really passive about it. And I think like Marisha, it's a point of privilege because I'm very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I am privileged to have this business and to have got to where I yeah. am. And I've not had a lot of flack coming through, to be honest. I never mm-hmm. had, I've never had people be sexist or racist mm. or anything like that to me. I've been really lucky all the way through, or maybe I, I didn't notice it, but mm. I think that has made me quite passive in, in what I've, in how I've been, but I realise now I need to do so and I have to, I have to yeah. kind of put myself out there and tackle those things now yeah. so that people underneath me won't have to go through it. I've experienced a lot of sexism and a lot of misogyny. The last few weeks have had that reflection space of like, do you know, just when things pop back in your thing, you think, God, that was really out of order. And that was, do you know, like those kind of things in, I think there was, yeah, there's so many things. Something happened recently in the last few weeks and oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about it now just in case I'm going to do it anyway. But I was seriously considering creating a white male alias and Which was is- going to get in touch with Vice and be like, Will you help me create this white, like they did with the tiny restaurant? I think, do you know what? It would be <laughs> and interesting. And to, to see, like, yeah. if what I'm saying is being, if it comes from a different voice. Because I think also people are fed up of hearing me, but I'm like, I'm not going to fucking stop talking. So. <laughs> well, I mean, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be Because nothing changes if you stop talking. I think that's part of the thing, because I'm quite passive about because I've never had any mm. real issues. I've had... The only time I ever had any friction was from a female boss. Well, actually, well, every time I've had a female boss, I've had issues with them not wanting me to progress. And I've had the comment where one job I took and I was 30 and I had recently got married. And they said to me, I took a chance on you because you just got married and you're 30 and you're a high risk for going off on, 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 mat, leave. on mat leave. Yeah. And I let it, I let it slide because I wanted the job. But on, on reflection, I think now me as an employer... If I ever said that to someone, I'd be taken down. There's so much connotations around yeah. that. Mm. You don't know. I mean, obviously that marriage didn't work out, so that won't happen <laughs> anyway. But you can't you can't make that decision to say like. And even if I had gone maternity leave, who's to say that I wouldn't have had been able to juggle or do it or yeah. work it, you know? But and that came from another woman mm-hmm. said that to me. So I, I think that's why I have a, w- a weird perception of like of people being sexist. I don't know how that what category that falls into. Um, I think it's like pulling the ladder up. Is what I've heard before. Well, the pull, it's the pulling the ladder up is what we have to do. Yeah. But on across the board, on all levels, on every other, like you have to pull the ladder up and you have to create more opportunities and you have to give, which you have to, which is really hard as well. That's the other thing in the last few weeks where you're like, you're already so stretched doing <laughs> what you do and you're like, oh, fuck. And now, like, but we all need to do more. <laughs> But it's kind of that thing of, right, okay, so, like, it's uh, how do you do what you've got in your capacity to do? And the, but how do you also, we've got so many things under our others that we need to look after that it's really hard to kind of go, am I throwing, like, 15 ladders down? Or what sort of, you know, you're just a bit, like, opportunities. But I think it's the, the female, well, we had, have had that conversation. The female's the worst bit, really sometimes I think 
the female to female. Obviously, yes. the last three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we get on because I think you know there there is an issue, and I think because there are maybe because there are so many few females in those positions. They get very, they kind of, they take on this persona that maybe isn't them where they yeah. they are a bit more aggressive to other females and they make it difficult for other females because they worked to get to that position, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that's not how you should see it. You should be, you've got to soften your approach and yeah. see them as allies or parity, yeah. other, just other people that you want to do well. Have you read work, uh, Mary Porter's You know I like don't woman. read books, oh, okay. Laura. <laughs> I, went, so I, went, I saw her It should Barnsley. be like work like a human being, basically. <laughs> I did but... really, I, I saw, we went, to, we went to Barnsley. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course we did. And I had drinks yeah. in Russia. <laughs> uh, but we went to Barnsley and we saw Mary Porter's talk about work like a woman. And like her, her ethic has been like for me she she I really enjoy I used to send her, like letters every year about please can I have a job please can I have a job please can I have a little MP fan but that is it is a good read and yeah 100% like she saw it a lot harder because she was from that era where it was but very then much she's more changed it for us yeah and yeah. then like on on those kind of so it's like this the linking is that yeah. throwing the ladder back down is doing all of the things for the next and I think it's part of it is and you didn't have to no it's putting yourself out there throwing the ladder back down. Letting people know, talking about like, you know, maybe no one cares what my, eth- my ethnic heritage is, but now I want to shout about it to see yeah. if there is anybody out there who's like, oh, actually, I'm 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 from that same background and I didn't really know. I didn't like my mum or dad and have a surname and I'd love to talk to you. And yeah. it's about just making yourself available, even though you don't have to. Yeah. Um, which is stretching yourself thinly again, because we're busy bodies. We like to do everything. So I don't go out of my way to, you know, wave the flag for, you know, uh, person of colour, you know, BAME person in business in yeah. tech. I just am. Yeah. But what I don't like is when um, people, f- you people know, touch almost hair. feel... <laughs> that happens anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's another whole, a whole other story. But, um, but I don't like people that almost are apologetic for themselves. Mm. That bothers me. Yeah. And in what way? So, you know, almost like, you know, if it's, I, see, I actually see it at... Um, women tech events or women it tends to be women events you know that are almost like shy about their themselves yeah i don't know why you know or shy the fact that they're they're really fucking clever and they are you know technically savvy and they can do this and that and the other i'm like well let's roll with it yeah you know it's not it's it's not an issue just be yourself you know and, and do what you do um and i guess that's where i feel i help or add value or i don't know what whatever it is but if it, sometimes it just takes for you to turn around to someone and say it's okay. The one thing to do is you say it with you say it with love. You don't say it with aggression because I think that's like you you still have to say these things. Yeah. You still have to be use your platform. And if you see something that's not right, like the Barsley thing or something that that riles you, you still have to say it. But it's how you say it. You don't have to say it with like you just have to say it in in a soft tone because what would I say about like where you catch more bees with honey than you do poison, which is not the right saying, <laughs> but you get the vibe. Whereas, but that's really hard as well though because the um, well, it's the same as kill them with kindness. Yeah, but also the um, and sometimes you just have to get blacklisted. Uh, sometimes yeah, you just yeah. have to, if you want to say it, you just have to. I think that's that's a big thing. Like I am brash and I I say things I never. I never filter what's coming out of my mouth, no. but that is something I've had to do now because you just can't you can't gab on all the time, can you? <laughs> I think there's um, something to be said for always um, listening as well um, and and talking and, and and yeah, being part of a conversation. I don't think it's you know yes, there's a lot to be said for 
age, being in business, all those things. Um, but there's also a lot to be said for yeah, listening and yeah. embracing other people um, and what they are going through or not going through. Um, you know, I, I'm not necessarily in that kind of you know mixed race conversation space, but I'm definitely in the female tech space. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless of age, you know, because there's very much the tendency to kind of just poo-poo the female in tech in Mm. in as oh you know they they don't get it they're thick no if they don't understand then you're not explaining it right you know it's that kind of conversation Mm -hmm. and actually to bring people in to give them the knowledge and that's where I use my skills because I've been doing it for 15 years nearly now the other we're all others everyone's other I think that's something to be aware of you know I could tick a lot of boxes. Marisha could tick a lot of boxes. She don't. She's not asked about it. That's because we've had this conversation before. Um, Laura creates new boxes for herself, and she dyes her hair different colours. <laughs> Everyone's everyone has a conversation about their uniqueness and being another. And I think, I for me, I just want to make myself available for other kids like me we're that, not, that might not, need. We're not kids anymore. I'm I'm a kid at heart. Okay. I'm wearing a Care Bears t-shirt. Yeah, okay. Look how youthful that is. All right, then. Um, so, yeah, it's the beginning of a conversation. There's not an end to this this podcast as such, which I know you're all waiting for. It. <laughs> Please let it end. We have no solutions. Sorry. There's, there's bye. No Love solutions. you, bye. <laughs> there's no That's solutions. That's solution. Yeah, yeah. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. There's no solution. But because I'm starting on this road where I want to run this series, I thought it'd be a good point to start the conversation with you ladies. Yeah, and get a take um, because my ideas are not always the right ideas. Um, but yeah, there'll be more around this. Um, and yeah, I'll be doing a series about the consume stuff about me because I'm completely self-indulgent. <laughs> um, but yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to join my conversation, let us know. Tiny <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap up now because everyone's hangry. Yeah, so I've hangry. Got minutes yeah, in yeah. Me, mate. That's it. And then I, I'm done. I gotta I'm done. feed. I gotta feed these people. So yeah, if anyone wants to come be on my podcast, I feed you. I water you. <laughs> you have a real nice time. Real nice time. Real nice time. Thank you. Okay, so that sums it up. Um, we'll see you next time. I don't feel like this was big heap attitude. It's more like stud stud studying attitude. It's more a very low key chat about. That's the first chat, isn't it? And it's also, it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Stud chat. Yeah, stud. Like, stud, like when you first get past it, very Lester Tiny loop. Reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, you are going to have to listen in um, order of these podcasts to know what the actual hell yeah, we're Yeah, if you don't listen here, in order, so. you will not get the references. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've, you've got to go <laughs> back to trumpet. Tiny Cup. Yeah, James's Tiny Trumpet, Tiny Plate. I don't feel comfortable earrings. talking about James's trumpet at any point. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> on that note, thank you. <laughs> if you want to hear more from us, subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform and we'll see you next time. Business.